The Four Diegos, proudly brought to you by Tax Talk. We love to talk tax. Call 1300 366 639. Now, Kimon, being a president of the Players Union, I'm just wondering if you're a product of a good working class labour background or have you been shafted on some contract deal in the past that's made you get really upset so you become a union rep that way? I think it's probably the latter, because I certainly couldn't lay claim to the former, so I think by a process of elimination it leaves me with uh, the fact that I've personally been through some pretty difficult periods in, in my, with my own uh, career, as well as obviously having witnessed a hell of a lot as well, so I mean that's, uh, that's basically how it, how it came about. Now Kim, on typical of a lot of the media outlets in Australia, and especially in Victoria, the, uh, the disaster that happened at Collingwood over the last couple of weeks was the only way that soccer really made the news. Now, um, I want you to talk to me as a player over the last 10 days of the Collingwood Warriors Soccer Club, not so much as a union rep, leading up to the tremendous victory you had on Sunday. What was it like being a player and how's the, how have all the players sort of coped with everything that's been going on? Well, I mean, it was an extraordinary period uh, leading up to leading up to the Friday when we were told uh, that, that the club no longer existed. Uh, there'd been some speculation for some weeks that there w- that there were concerns about the future of the club. Uh, we as players expected that there may well be problems, but we would at least see the season out. Unfortunately, on the, on that Friday evening, we were confronted with the fact that. Uh, not only did we not have a, a, a club to play for, but uh, we wouldn't even be playing on that weekend and seeing the season out. So that was naturally devastating, and uh, following that, uh, the negotiations uh, began on a Sunday with Soccer Australia and the club, and uh, they allegedly put together a, 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 pack, or a plan to save the club. Um, we're still yet to see if that's, uh, if that's actually finalised and whether, in fact, that has saved the club for the remainder of the season, but... Leading up to the weekend's game, I mean, basically it was a matter of the players uh, really playing for their personal pride. I mean, it's been a frustrating time and uh, each individual played uh, admirably. And I think it was probably our best performance for the season and it was enormously mm. satisfying. Mm. And uh, ultimately, we w- when we went out there on the Sunday, uh, there were 2,000 people there who we, we thought 2,000 more that would have come and mm-hmm. uh, we felt we owed them something that day. Mm. Kim, on this is Carlos Alberto speaking. The Age last week published a photo of you on your balcony. It's a very nice-looking balcony. Now, with the pressures you've personally experienced in the last couple of weeks, did you did it ever cross your mind to jump at all and end it all? <laughs> no, no, no. But uh, that's only probably because I've been a little bit irrational over the last few weeks. <laughs> uh, this is Manuel speaking. Um, listen, come on. How did Zoran Matic approach the game for Sunday? Did he did he motivate you in any particular way? Did he try and take it to your, your pride and so forth, and uh, how, how did he respond to the uh, club's um, financial position? Yeah, I, I think uh, Zoran's uh, taken a great deal of responsibility, uh, probably unfairly upon his own shoulders for, the, for the, the way things have unfolded for the club this year. I know that he feels an enormous sense of, um, I guess, uh, uh, he, he, just, he just feels happened and, and the fact that uh, that uh, he wasn't able to achieve the sort of things he envisaged at the start of the year, which is obviously why uh, myself and a number of other key players first joined the team. Mm-hmm. Um, that was the concept we all believed that, uh, that Collingwood represented. But as far as the weekend's game was concerned for Zoran, um, he basically just put it to the players that it was 
was a case of just showing one's individual character and, and mm-hmm. playing for, you know, for 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 ourselves and, and for our teammates, and uh, that's exactly the approach we adopted. Mm-hmm. Kimon, it's Carmen Miranda here. Um, you know, with however tragic and unfortunate the developments at Collingwood um, have become. Was the opening day crowd atmosphere, do you think, a mere fluke or do you actually believe it was a glimpse of what could potentially happen if things are properly organised? Well, I, th- I think it was probably a, a combination of the two. Uh, it certainly was a, an indication of what potential is, is, is there yeah. uh, for that sort of organisation. But in addition to that, I think it was uh, probably by better good luck more than good management that, that it happened mm. and as, we, as we've as seen throughout the year things have uh, steadily got worse and uh, that's probably through a lack of uh, a, la- a, a lack of uh, high standard of management and, and a commitment to promoting the game um, to the non-traditional soccer followers as well as those uh, you know the traditional constituents over time yeah. uh, Kimon do you ever think um, being the players rep do you ever think that your own personal game might struggle a little bit do, you, uh, do things off the field sometimes take over from your own playing side of things? How do you manage the two? Well, I, th- I think I, um, it's probably a difficult question to ask me, but um, it, it's always been my opinion that um, I've been able to handle the two quite comfortably. I mean, I've always thought that um, any player, any soccer player in the National League who, could, who can not only hold down a job or university commitments but also play soccer is, is, uh, is, is really excelling, and uh, I, I don't view my, my own... Uh, my own activities any different from anyone else who has, uh, you know, those 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 commitments. Now, um, I read in the paper that Diego Maradona. I don't know whether he's a self-proclaimed players' representative <laughs> now or what, um, yes. but he's uh, speaking on behalf of a, a so-called international players' association. I'm just wondering. I don't know whether you uh, actually think he's the best leader for you guys as the international rep, but do you think that um, an international representative body for players would be a worthwhile thing to strive for, and, and would it be able to, to gain benefits for, for players on an international circuit? Yeah, absolutely, no doubt, no doubt about it. Um, at this stage, uh, with the greatest respect to FIFA, they are unaccountable in many respects. And uh, just as... Uh, players in domestic competitions need representation, uh, players equally require that at, at, at the highest level and uh, you know, that entails the World Cups and all the international fixtures and so forth, not to mention the international transfers. So, uh, you know, that's, uh, that's something that um, the decision, uh, the recent decision regarding uh, transfers in, in Europe, uh, I guess, highlighted and the fact that um, these issues are, are very similar throughout the world and it's only those countries with pl- with strong players associations that uh, manage to find some balance with the, uh, I guess, the uh, the capital and the uh, and the labour. Kim, and, um, you scored on the weekend. You celebrated pretty elaborately. I felt, uh, personally, from watching the celebration, that you were just blowing kisses to the Warriors fans. <laughs> but uh, some have suggested that you were probably attempting to convey something a little bit more sinister. Can you clear up uh, the misunderstanding for us? Certainly, yeah. I, I can clear that up uh, quite quickly. I was, uh, I was certainly playing kisses. Kim, <laughs> <laughs> uh, on just carrying on from that, I actually believe that you were one of the first to celebrate your goals with a headless chook impersonation. And, uh, <laughs> now, for those people who are not sure, uh, it's the jumper pulled over your head and whilst running around uh, the field quite aimlessly. And now, I haven't seen it for a while. Is that out of your repertoire? No, no, not at all. In fact, uh, Zoran often thinks that's the way I play my football. <laughs> and, it's, and it's only when I score that I don't do it, so I mean, I'm not too sure how he views it. Uh, now, Kim, on, you've played with South Melbourne, Marconi, UTS Olympic, and, and obviously 
the move to Collingwood, I think you saw that as a way of maybe, oh, I don't know whether finishing out your career, but certainly playing for some time at Collingwood Warriors. From a personal perspective, um, where does all the situation with Collingwood leave you from a, from a player's point of view? Yeah, a uh, very difficult situation. Um, obviously, the, the future of the club is in uh, grave doubt and um, uh, that it'll, it'll probably be within the next month that we'll learn of its, of its, of its, uh, of its future. But um, certainly from my own personal point of view, it's, 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 quite, it's, quite a devastating, it's quite a devastating thing because I, uh, I relocated to Melbourne for, and signed a, a longer-term contract with a view to uh, making some, I guess, some short- to medium-term plans here in Melbourne. And unfortunately, uh, it's cast a great deal of uh, speculation and confusion as to what I'm, I'll be doing from here. So, and I know that the situation is similar for a number of other players who have signed the longer-term contract. So it's, uh, you know, it's, it is a worrying time. Mm. Um, so we'll, we'll, we'll await, we'll await the outcome with, with bated breath. But uh, as far as the players are concerned, through the players' association, we'll be adopting a pretty proactive approach in, uh, in trying to, I guess, take, take uh, responsibility for our own futures. Yeah, Kimmon, um, over the last couple of seasons, uh, as the Players Association is, is attempting to establish itself, Zoran Matic actually came out a couple of times and stated that players really shouldn't get involved in such things and stick to playing. Yeah. Um, you, of course, have been the spokesman for the players group for a, a while now. Yeah. Was it ever an issue when you sat down and discussed terms with Zoran at the start of the year? <laughs> yeah, well, I, I, I perhaps shouldn't elaborate too much on that, but yeah. um, certainly it was a matter we discussed. And at the time, Zoran and I decided that we would uh, respect one another's wishes and we would both allow one another to, to uh, I guess, to, to go on with our own commitments. So uh, certainly it, uh, you know, there was, there was no real problem in, 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 in joining the club. But, uh, you know, since then, obviously, the, uh, the situation with the Collingwood Warriors has very much brought it to the fore. And uh, it's a little, I guess, the matter has to be handled a little more diplomatically now. Mm -hmm. uh, on in the press, it's basically been said that... Uh, the yeah, Gippy Falcons, Canberra and Collingwood are the three teams that are going to be out next season. Um, do, do you think the A-League should step in and actually try, try and make these teams work, particularly someone like Canberra and, and uh, Gippy? Yeah, I, 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 I don't know. I mean, I, mm. I, um, I, I'm convinced that um, what's required is, is, is a, is a long-term uh, business plan. Yep. Soccer Australia. I'm not too sure if one is in place, and if there was is one in place, I'm certainly not aware of it. Yeah. Um, so as far as I'm concerned, if, if the commitment is to be made in, in, in the regional areas, mm -hmm. well, then it has to be a longer-term commitment. And, right. uh, you know, there have to be all sorts of concessions and support and, and uh, subsidies from the governing body, mm -hmm. and even to the extent of, um, you know, revenue equalisation from the other clubs. So, I mean... It has to be part of a of an overall strategy to promote this this national league of ours and really give it some credibility. Mm -hmm. mm. But um, you know, I mean, that's that's just one issue of many. Just just to cite those three teams, but um, whichever teams it, it it was, it would have to be part of a, uh, a strategic plan that um, you know that reflected the future of uh, soccer in the country. Mm -hmm. So I think it's a little bit difficult to um, to make those comments about those three teams other than the fact that if it was part of a, <laughs> a strategic plan, well, then it would probably be, uh, wouldn't be all that wise to mm -hmm. continue. Yeah. Kim, on, um, you've given up a lot uh, to keep on playing in Australia, I think, a while ago, especially when you were at the Lakers. Um, I think there was, a, there was an offer or two from Greece uh, mm. at the time, and you didn't take it up because of your commitments here with schooling and so forth. Yeah, yeah. Um, obviously, you had some faith in Australian soccer here, I'm, I'm assuming that. Um, 
If you had a chance to address non-soccer people, what would you be, what would you say to them now to swing them towards soccer? Well, uh, that's, that's 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 a good question. I mean, and I think it, the onus is on um, on us as soccer players and uh, in the soccer fraternity to prove ourselves to uh, to the Australian public because uh, naturally over, over the last. 15 years they've become a little bit cynical with their attitudes as far as soccer is concerned but uh, I'm certainly very proud of, of, of what I've achieved in the National League and, and uh, I know a lot of other players are too and um, I think if, if nothing else Australia cannot underestimate the, uh, the level, of, the, level of, of, of the standard here in Australia and the quality of the players that Australia is producing both those that are leaving to go overseas and, and just as importantly those that are electing to stay and spend their careers here in Australia and a classic example is Paul Tromboli mm-hmm. who has undoubted talent but uh, he's committed himself to uh, to putting something back directly back into the game here in Australia and uh, he's one of, I mean I admire him immensely for doing that. Mm. Uh, with that in mind Kim, did it give you a lot of satisfaction to, uh, to see the level of performance from the local based Socceroo players in the, in the latest international tournament? Did I mean, obviously, by the way you talk, that didn't surprise you. But I did. I do think that it gave the players, because of Terry Venable's coaching, some uh, much due recognition. Absolutely, that was enormously gratifying. And I think the other thing to note is that of those 20 players that were in the squad, I think there could quite easily have been another 10 or so who mm. who could have been included as well of a similar standard. So, as far as I'm concerned, there, there's enormous depth at the highest level there. Mm. But certainly, it was that was that was fantastic and. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if um, if there aren't uh, a few more locally-based players that are included in that final World Cup squad. I know what you've been going through is uh, pretty difficult as a player, Kimon, but I'd just like to uh, to give you a little bit of uh, encouragement, just remembering that uh, Bob Hawke, Simon Crean and Mark, Martin Ferguson, all esteemed <laughs> leaders of trade union organisations, have gone on to... Uh, to represent us in Parliament, so you never know after soccer there might be a, a political career for you. Yes. Well, uh, well you mean a, a political career without soccer? <laughs> <laughs> hey, Kimon, on a much lighter note, we've got the uh, Fort Diego's Wood Association quiz. Right. We, which we ask you to respond in one word to the following questions or statements. Are you ready for these? Sure. Okay, sheep cloning. <laughs> New Zealand. <laughs> Aren't it's biscuits? Oh, poison. <laughs> the Grand Prix. Uh, fast. Gay Mardi Gras? Spectacular. <laughs> and Frank Arrock? Uh, enigma. <laughs> uh, the Fort Diego Soccer Show? Oh, fantastic. Oh, oh, yes. Yes. Every week we ask our guests of the week to select their favourite all-time song. So what's yours, mate? My favourite. It's an old favourite I remember hearing at Chasers all the time. <laughs> boom, 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 let's go back to my room. Oh, that's fantastic. We just happen to have that here, Kim. On. Oh, really? Thank you very much. <laughs> Thanks very much from the Fort Diego. Good on you. The Four Diegos, proudly brought to you by Tax Talk. We love to talk tax. Call 1300 366 639.